Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Fires of Revival podcast. I am your host, Colton Prater, and I pray today's episode will be a help and an encouragement to you. Please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with others. And now for the episode. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well today. I just wanted to come on and give like a bonus episode here that will release. The day this releases will be Tuesday. I'm recording this on a Sunday, so two days beforehand. And honestly, I just want to kind of come on and just share something that's been on my heart for a while and something that I've been burdened about and just want to make sure on here. So if you have your Bible, we will be in the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews chapter 9. And I want to ask a simple question today, and it's something that faces every single person under the sound of my voice right now. Every single person alive today will face this. Every single person who has lived did face this. And every single person who will live will face this. And that's the que- the question is, where are you going to go when you die? You see, every single one of us, as I said, we're going to die. Life isn't forever. You know, we're not guaranteed forever in life. And the book of Psalms, uh, I believe it's the 90 or the 91st Psalm, it talks about how that life isn't forever and that we need, we need to be counting our days because we're not guaranteed forever. Uh, other other passages in the Bible talk about how that, you know, the average lifespan is, you know, 70 years. And, you know, peradventure you get, you know, a longer life, 80. And, you know, life isn't guaranteed. People we know have passed away in these past year or so. And one day you are going to pass away. One day each one of us are going to die. And the question is, where are we going to go? You know, the Bible talks about it very clearly. We're all going to go to either heaven or to hell. And that's something that I want to make sure every single listener here knows today is that when they die, they're going to go to heaven or they're going to go to hell. And I pray that each of you make the decision to go to heaven when you die. And we're going to talk about that today. I've talked about the gospel, and we've hinted around it and talked about it before, but I want to be very blunt and very direct with this episode and talk about the good news of Jesus Christ, what it means for us, how that changes our life, what the impact of it is. And I want to look here today at how we can know that heaven will be our home. And in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, it says, And as it is appointed unto unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. I'll read it one more time. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. And he says there, it is appointed unto men once to die. You know, God has an appointed time for you to die. And same for me. And every second that passes, every second that ticks by, is one second closer to our last breath here on this earth. All of us will die. You know, we're not guaranteed forever. You may be listening today and, you know, live another 80 years and end up being the oldest person alive. Or you may go out and die later today or tomorrow. We don't know. Life isn't guaranteed. It's not a forever thing. It's not something that you can just bank on, you know, having good health. All it takes is the flip of a dime, and next thing you know, you're in a car accident, or you have heart troubles, or, you know, you get robbed or something and get shot, or you could honestly just die in your sleep. You never know. Life is not forever. And you look at people, everyone we know, we've known people that have passed away, whether it be a grandparent, a parent, whether it be a friend, a neighbor down the street, a co-worker, or someone, we've all known people that have passed away. I can think back as, as I was studying for this. I was thinking back to quite a few people that I knew or were related to people that I knew that had passed away in this past year. And it blew my mind. These people that, you know, when you think of people that have passed away, you think, well, they're going to, you know, live forever. You think of a grandparent, you know, nothing could ever happen to them. But one day they're going to go off into eternity. And you're going to go off into eternity. And I'm going to go off into eternity. 
And the question is, where are we going to go? And I want you to be thinking about that as I go through this message here. But we'll start off in the book of John. The book of John, chapter 3. A very simple outline, a very simple message. It can't get any more simple than this. But the book of John, chapter 3. Because there's some foundational things we need to get settled here. Some things that we need to get nailed down before we can go any further. And that's this. In John three sixteen, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That verse, it opens up with a simple phrase that says, For God so loved the world. You see, God loves us, children. God loves us, listener. God cares for us. God wants what's best for us. And it says he loves us. And he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that's referring to Jesus Christ, it says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, a lot of people today like to say, well, you know, make the claim that God sends people to hell. He sent, you know, my relative to hell and I can't trust him. And, you know, people that say that, if you really think about it, it's foolish. God doesn't send people to hell. If you, if you know in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, God made this world everything perfect. He gave us all free wills, but he created Adam and Eve. They were perfect. And then long story short, the serpent who was Satan convinced them to sin. They fell for the temptation and sinned and did the one thing they were commanded not to do in the garden, and that was to eat the fruit of the tree that they weren't supposed to eat, and they ate of it. And suddenly they had sin in their life. And they had the one thing God told them not to do that was in them. And they had sin, and they had to have separation. And before that, God had already had to cast out the demons and put them in a place that he created for them called hell. And, and hell wasn't created for me and you, friend. It was created for the fallen angels. But God had to do something about our sin and had to be paid for. And because, you know, God wants us all to go to heaven when we die, but if we're going to go to heaven, we can't have this sin in our life. Because if it's a perfect holy place and an unperfect, unholy person goes in, that place is no longer perfect. That place is no longer holy. So God created hell actually for the angels. It wasn't created for me and you, but because of our sin, we have earned a place there. And in the book of Romans, it talks about this. A verse, I want you to read it. If you have your Bible with you, I'd encourage you to turn there yourself, whether if you have a physical copy of the Word of God or if you have your phone Bible there. Pull it up. If you're driving, don't look it up. I wouldn't recommend that. Just listen along. But in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. Well, one of the first things we have to recognize in this question of can we go to heaven or, you know, are we going to heaven or hell when we die? And we have to recognize a few things. And the first thing we have to recognize is that we're all sinners. And if you're listening, I'm sure you know what sin is. When I, when I say sin, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, you know, it's doing something that is wrong. The technical definition, I guess you could say, would be, you know, something contrary to the Word of God. And that simply could be something like telling a lie or taking something that doesn't belong to you, or looking at things you shouldn't be looking at, disobeying your parents, all kinds of things. And any of those things are sins. So if we go out you know, and rob a bank, that's a sin. Or if you go out and tell what you consider a white lie, that's also a sin. And the Bible says that for all have sinned. So we all know each one of us alive today are sinners. And if you're listening saying, well, I'm not a sinner. I've never done anything wrong. You're lying to yourself and you've sinned right there. And the point is, each and every one of us are sinners. We've all done things that are wrong. And the Bible says not only that we're all sinners, it says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, because of our sin, we've come short. Because of our sin, I can't earn my way to heaven. You can't earn your way to heaven. You can't work your way to get there because it says we're all sin, we've all sinned and come short. You know, it's like a basketball game. You work really hard, but you just come up short and you don't win the game. 
And it's like that, but much more serious in this eternal destination thing. You know, you can work really hard all you want to, but if all you're doing is that, you're not going to make it to heaven. That works are not going to get you there. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that our best works are as filthy rags compared to God. That They're dirty, they're gross, they're disgusting. So let's think for a second. Let's say you were to take, listener, your best day of your entire life. The best day you've lived, the day you've done the most good. And you're to take out all your bad days, all your okay days, and just take that one good day. And all your salvation was based upon that one good day. And you were say, you know what, let me, if I can measure up with this one good day, I can earn myself a spot in heaven. But the Bible says that our best works are as filthy rags. So you can take the best day you've ever lived on this earth, the day you've done the most good, the most charitable things, given money to the poor, donated this and that, and helped your neighbor, and done all these good things, and you can compare that to God, and you still come short, and you still fall short, and you still aren't good enough. And we're never going to be good enough. The Bible says it right there, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's some bad news, but let me share with you something that's even worse than that. Not only are we sinners and we've come short, but the Bible says in Romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is death. Now, a wage means that's something you've earned. You know, if you work a job, you get your paycheck every week, you know, or every other week for working there. That is your wage for working for that company. And the Bible says that because of our sin, we're all sinners. He says every sin has earned you death. It's earned you death and destruction. And that death that it's referring to is referring to two things in context of it. And those two things, one is a physical death. So if you look at the chapter, you'll find that it's referring to a physical death, that one day we're all going to die. As I said, you know, life isn't forever. The book of Hebrews tells that. The book of Psalms tells that. The book of Job tells that. Most every book of the Bible talks about the fact that life is not certain. You look around us, you see people that you know pass away off and die and that sort of thing. And that is proof that life isn't forever. No one can live forever on this earth. We're all going to die. So a physical death, but it also means a spiritual death. It means that one day, if you don't fix this sin problem, that we're all sinners, then you're going to go to a place called hell, the place I was telling you about. So the sad thing is we're all sinners. And the Bible says that if you've committed one sin, you were a sinner. All it takes is one little sin, and you were a sinner. And the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, meaning we have sadly, we've earned ourselves a spot in a, in a place called hell. Your sin has earned you a place there. My sin has earned me a place there. And each of us listening, each of us alive today, have earned ourselves a place in hell. We have, it's a terrible place. It's not a good place. It's not a place that you joke around about or make fun of or make light of. It's a place that is very bad. If you study the hell at all in the Bible, you'll find that it's a terrible place of darkness. It's a place where the worm dies not, a place where there's torment and screaming and terror and burning and flames and extreme and excruciating pain forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and eternity, and it's never going to end, and it's always going to go and always be in pain, always be suffering. And the Bible says that our sin has earned us that. You know, you can work really hard at a job and earn a promotion or earn a bonus, but our sin has earned us a place in hell, and we can do nothing about it on our own. I cannot earn my way out. I cannot work my way out. You know, a lot of religions today preach a works-based way of eternity, a works-based way of heaven, saying that if you just work hard enough, if you just do enough good, you can go to heaven. We all deserve it. We just got to work hard enough, and you can get there. Well, that's the farthest thing from the truth. These verses that I've read to you so far 
show that we're all sinners and we've all come short and that our sin has earned us a spot in hell. It's earned us a place there. The wages of sin is death. But there's some good news I want to share with you. So far, I've just given you the bad news, and it's, you're probably listening thinking, why am I still listening to this guy? This is some bad news. Well, stay tuned from here on out. I promise the news gets better, and we have some great news I want to share with you about this. But the last half of Romans 6, 23, I'll read the whole verse, and you'll hear the last part. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, God is a gift for us. God has given us something. God has given us a way out, a way of escape. And in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, friend, we've got some bad news. We're all sinners. We've all got a sin problem. We've all got a sin nature. We've all got issues. And we've all earned ourselves a spot in hell. But here's the good news. It says that God committed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So while you're a sinner and you are, and while I'm a sinner and I am, God says Christ died for us. Now Jesus Christ was God's son and he died for us. God sacrificed his one and only son, his only begotten son for me and for you so that when we die, we can go to heaven. And think about it like this. Think if you, listener, you know, had a, had a son and you only had one child and he was your son and he was the only kid you had. And you could sacrifice your son, you know, to save the entire world, but you had to kill your son and you had to be the one to kill him. You would probably wrestle with that. And if you were like me, you probably wouldn't want to do that. You'd probably say, sorry, world, you're just going to die. Me and my son are going to live. And I'm not, I'm not killing my son to save the world because we're selfish. We're sinners. But God sacrificed Jesus Christ for me and for you. God gave him for us because he loves us and God wants us to spend eternity in heaven. That's what God wants. He doesn't want us to miss out on that. And we see that God loved us, but God committed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then here in Romans chapter 10, I want to read this verse to you. Because, you know, it's not enough just to know that Christ died for us. We all know that. If you're listening, you won't know that now if you didn't know it before. And a lot of people have a head knowledge and know that God died, or know that Christ died, and know that God sacrificed his son for us. What they don't realize what they have to do. There's, there's one thing we have to do, and that's received that gift. God gave his son to us as a gift. He gave Jesus Christ to us as a free present, a gift, that all we have to do is accept it. And in Romans chapter 10, if you look with me in verse 13, excuse me, verse 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That little word, whosoever, that means anyone. It doesn't mean, you know, certain people or if you're white or if you're black or if you're Hispanic or European or Asian or if you were born 100 years ago or 500 years ago but not today or whatever. That doesn't mean that. No. Whosoever means anyone. You know, all means all and that's all all means. Whosoever means anybody and everyone. That all we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and we shall be saved. It is as simple as that, friend. It is the most simple thing in all the world. And all we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. And in verse 10 it says, for, uh, going back it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. You know, if we want to be saved, all we have to do is place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That's it. It's not on a person. It's not, you know, not in the Catholic priest. It's not in, you know, the preacher or your parents. It's not in the opinions of the people around you. It's not in 
political systems. It's not in whatever. Salvation comes only through Jesus Christ. He is the key. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the only way salvation can happen. And it happens when we accept his free gift. As I said, Jesus Christ died for every single person alive today, every single person who's ever been born on this earth, and every single person who will come later to be born. But that does not mean everyone is going to go to heaven because not everyone has made that choice to accept the free gift of salvation. As I said, you know, we can't work our way to our way to heaven, work our salvation. We can't do that. We have to accept the free gift and rely upon Jesus Christ and exercise our faith and place our faith in that finished work of Christ, in that free gift he's giving it to us. See, God is holding that gift out for me. He's holding it out for you. And all we have to do is reach out and accept it and trust that, you know what, in faith that that gift I got, that gift, free gift that Jesus Christ gave me is salvation. And I'm going to die one day and I'm going to go to heaven when I die if I accept that gift. And this here is where the rubber meets the road, listener. This is where I'm going to be very blunt. According to the Bible, every single one of us have to make that choice. And if we don't, we're going to spend an eternity in hell. And I don't want anyone to spend an eternity in hell. And I pray you don't either. And if you were lost today, this is your day of salvation. This is the day we can cling to Christ. This is the day we can accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. This is the day you can ask Him to come into your heart. This is the day you can confess and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I need you. I'm accepting your free gift. Please come into my heart, Father, and save my soul. And He'll save us. It's it's as simple as that, just asking the Lord. So closing this up here. Just want to give something to you here, just kind of closing it up. You know, people talk about the sinner's prayer and asking the Lord to come into our heart, you know, and confessing that. And I want to share some, share that with you here in case you're wondering, you know, how do I ask the Lord to come into my heart? So I'll, I'll guide us through that. But now here's the thing, listener. Here's the thing, friend. The words aren't what save you. You know, I can say, Lord, save me. But if I don't mean it in my heart, if I'm not expressing that faith in my heart and trusting in him, it's just empty words that don't mean anything. You know, you have to accept him. As I said, by way of review, we know that God loved us so much he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us, but our sin is what separated us from God and that we're all sinners. We've all come short. We know that our sin has earned us a place in hell. And more importantly than that, we know that God, as I said, he loved us, that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me and for you, and that all we have to do to go to heaven when we die is accept that free gift of salvation. Just accept it. Just ask the Lord to come into our heart. So I'll guide us here in a prayer, and if you would like to follow along in that prayer and ask the Lord to come into your heart and save you, I beg of you to do so. And at the end here, I'll give some contact information. And if you want to shoot me a message saying that you prayed that prayer and you asked the Lord to come into your heart, please let me know. I would love to find out and so I can help you and work with you and help you grow and that sort of thing because it's the most important decision you can ever make in your life. You know, get, finding out who you're going to marry is pretty important. Finding out where you're going to go to school and go to college is very important. And what job you're going to work. Those are pretty big, pretty important decisions. But this is the biggest decision you will ever make in your life. It is the biggest decision. And that decision is to trust Christ as Savior or to reject Him. And I pray each and every one of you listening today will accept Him. But if you're listening today and you know for sure that you are not saved, I'll follow. I'll, I'll say this prayer to you here, or pray along with you, and I would encourage you to follow along and pray it in your heart as well. And as I said earlier, I'll say it again. The words aren't what save you. It's whether or not you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ had come into your heart and placing that faith and that free gift he has for you. So you can follow along with me, but here's the prayer. So dear Lord Jesus, I pray, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I know I'm a sinner. 
I know that my sin has earned me a place in hell. And I'm asking you today to come into my heart and I'm accepting that free gift that you have given me. And I pray that right here, right now, you'll come into my heart and save me so that when I die, I can go to heaven and be with you. Amen. And if you prayed a prayer similar to that or something along those lines, I would encourage you to reach out to me, please. Message me. Do something. You can contact me on the podcast. I'll give you my email address if you want to shoot me an email. I'd love to correspond back and forth with you. But my email is this. I'll I'll spell it out for you because it's the easiest way to do it. But C-P-R-A-T-E-R and then the number 0823 at gmail.com. So basically it's cprater0823 at gmail.com. And if you want to shoot me a text, I'll get my number out on here. This might be dangerous, but I'll give you my number so you can shoot me a text. But if you have any questions or would like to talk more or have you know accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, my cell phone number is 931-639-2307. 931-639-2307. And I mean this. If you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, please reach out to me. Let me know. I would love to find out if anyone did. And if you're saved, I would encourage you to send this episode to someone, share it with someone, let them know, and use this as a way to give the gospel to people and share the good news of salvation of Jesus Christ. Salvation can be found through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we can share that with other people. So I would encourage you and challenge you, share this with someone. Find someone that you know isn't a Christian, that isn't a believer, and send it to them and encourage them to listen to this. I pray each and every one of you listening will do that. And if you have any questions, you can shoot me an email, shoot me a text, maybe about something I said, or if you have more questions about salvation or something along those lines, please reach out to me, and I mean this. I really do. But hopefully this is a blessing to you, and I pray that this changed your life and impacted your life. You know, I made this decision when I was six years old. I was a six-year-old boy, and I realized these truths that I shared with you just now. And I pray each and every one of you listening today is a believer now. So let's pray just to close this episode out. So let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day, this opportunity for us to, or for me to record this podcast. Father, thank you for the technology allowing me to do so. Thank you for each and every person that's been listening. And I ask that you use this episode to really make a difference, Father, and really get people thinking about their eternal destination, whether they're going to die and go to heaven or hell. And I pray you use this episode to make a great difference and make a great impact in this world today. Use this episode to have a far-reaching impact, a far-reaching effect, I pray. And in your son's name, amen.